0: Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10 30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Huh. Isn't it fun that like half your community? Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm Pastor Bridge. My wife is Heather. She's back. and uh, I. Uh, five of kids. And the two here. Uh, Anyway, we just want to say welcome to everybody. I have a few things I want to share. But um one of the things, as a pastor, you know, I've been sharing, you know, the reason we I'm not to is we want, to, you to know, our congregation Our church has a great really so We just We just did a lot of talking and uh, we asked people, we said, would you rather you have two, where Or maybe what I do is we like to act and work together. unanimously?" So difference. We be Not the of why. We made switch. Of our they, they can be of it's been good. That's not to say that we won't go back to two. We have to, um, because we can always add more chairs in here, but we are in our area. So if your kids come to you and they say, "Man, there's like 50 kids back here, and I'm scared," and you scared, are bad and your dog not do all that, um, just let us know. We we'll that it's not for, us, but for, kids, for you. So on, so With me, so. Hey, um I have a couple of things that I want to add to what Kristen said, and then we're gonna jump into the message this morning. Um I want to uh ask you to pray with me uh for a moment. We usually don't do this, um, but they ask me to we have a couple of merchants I'm going this morning. Um, Caleb and Becca Saffer. Some of you know them. Um Becca plays he's on the worship team, and Caleb plays electrical car and at the Christmas TV's service with the team. Um they she went into labor yesterday. And uh, they had their first born yesterday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon with baby Henry and uh, Logan May. And uh, baby Henry, however, came out not, uh, for about a minute. Uh, and came a lot of people, uh, and they brought in the children's yesterday. And they asked us pray and a whole search for pray. Us, we appreciate that as we're So, just uh, a quick update. Baby right now, that's at on top of the And Becca is at they won't discharge and they to Slippery Caleb, and for the baby daddy, basically moving we the thank you for his family, thank you for Caleb and Becca Saffron and I just ask God your hand of protection on the baby head right now. We pray and we are here together unanimously asking Lord for your hand to guide their entire situation. For you to bring healing where healing needs to be. We, God we also we ask that from brain damage there's nothing it's just precautionary steps, precautionary. steps. That he is looking to help. And God, I firmly believe, as I shared with Becca last night at the hospital, of God that he has a special calling on his life. And that we pray protection on it, and that he will live that out through permission, and nothing in the name of Jesus will stop that from happening. That he will allow him to live out his purpose and his being. give peace of mind to Becca and to Caleb and be with their family and work so with, so with, with us. Two last things here. Um, one is we started last Monday a 21-day prayer fast. And uh, if you didn't notice, uh, you're welcome to join us. And uh, uh, our few young adults, young married small group, nice, was it's cool. I wasn't able to do there Wednesday night. A lot of people were just talking about, what what should we be praying? For? What, what does this look like right now? I'm not fasting this, or I'm fasting that. There's many different things to be fasting. She's fasting, is fasting. You know, you can fast one item. You know, my wife, one of the things she's fasting is chocolate. And uh, that is like big time. That's like me fasting a steak, okay? It's the same difference. And for uh, her, like a steak is our chocolate. Pot. Uh, however, you want to do that, that here's what I want to ask you to And I'm packing the word here a little bit this morning. I want to pray that God would speak to us, that God would speak to me, in the church. And that we would continue to be the church that God calls us to be. Um, those of that know me really well, I am not a maintenance kind of guy. Like, oh, let's just take care of where we're at at the church. We're good. I'm um, asking the future, the conditions, the things next. We think, you God, if we have a growing building, what's our next step? What's our next phase? And we're asking for God's blessing, and we're in the willing Spirit to show us that. Um, that's really what I'm asking for. And in this time, I also that we to have influence in this community. God has bless us. We have a favor. We've got our community got our school district here. And I just want to, one of the things here, um, for those of you that missed that, we kind of crazy all the holiday uh, weeks, for well, holiday weeks, and received a letter last uh, Thursday from Brooke Raymond, the who that is, uh, Her husband passed away to keep he, uh, and uh, And uh, on Christmas day, we decided to take all of our off that's one uh, to move people across. It says the bridge congregation, so we can touch by the amazing foundation. Jake's foundation, youth, we love this community and it brings so to to that We can continue to give back and give name. God. Bless you all, sending our love. We'll come on, let's awesome <laughs> Let's continue to be the church, not just few church. Amen. Amen. So here we go. We're going to open up here a little bit different this morning. Um, we're in this series called Under Construction, Part 2. We have three more parts after today. If you have a Bible, if you have your scripture with you, however that looks, grab it right now. And I want you to turn with me to Jonah, Chapter 1. And forgive me for having my deep, sexy voice this morning. My wife calls it. Um I've been losing my voice the last two weeks. She loves. It, so it's all good. All right? So doesn't matter what you do. But she likes it. we're happy. So um, you're going to have to put up with me for a little bit this morning. And uh, usually I have higher higher focus, so here we go. Um, how many know that we live in a day and age today in our society that's filled with opinion, deception, and confusion? That, that is kind of our society. You know, if you don't believe that, go back and watch some YouTube videos, you know, of the presidential election, and you will see all three. Okay? Very much. I don't care which side you're on, but we're on. But we need today the God of the Bible to speak to us with clarity and with certainty. Not any confusion, with no doubt. But my desire, especially this year ahead, is that God would speak to us for our individual lives and for our church with such certainty. And clarity from the word of God that we could not even doubt what he is sharing with us what he was trying to teach us and so what I pray for is I'm praying for divine revelation from God not human speculation so my prayer for you this morning is that God would give you he would download into you divine revelation whatever that is if you're going I'm trying to figure out my purpose for my life I'm trying to figure out you know whatever it is fill in the blank, but I'm trying to go, God, why, why do I exist? Or you living in this storm? Whatever it is, my prayer is that God would meet you right here, right now, able to receive divine revelation from him. Not human speculation, divine revelation. Um, when I first became a Christian, somebody heard the story last week, I, I gave my life to Christ at the age of 17. i know known before, never grew up church. And at the age of 17, I said yes to Christ. And so he saved me from my sins. But then something happened. A few years later, I wasn't totally sold out for Jesus. Like, I let Him have parts of me, but not every part. And I got to this place when I was 21 and I was already an associate pastor where I remember sitting there and thinking, God, not who do I want to call escape I want to call you as Lord of my life. And you might say, well, what does that mean? Lord of our lives. Realizing that our life is no longer your life, you are a Christ follower, is no longer yours. <laughs> what are you talking about? What is my life? I didn't realize this for a long time. I didn't realize this until. Romans one six here, 6, says, "And you also are among those ten thousand who are called to belong to who?" So, belong to who? That's better. Thank you. All right. As a Christian, our life belongs to someone else. It's to be governed by someone else. You belong to who? You belong to Jesus Christ. So I want to unpack what that means today. You see, we're all from the church, okay? God meets us where we need to be met. We're all in a different place. We know that. And God is He's working on you, whether He's trying to build a foundation within you, or whether God's going, you know, we got the foundation, now need to build a two by fours. Or if God's going, you know what, we gotta put the plumbing in, we gotta figure that out. Or if God's saying, we gotta put the electricity in. Or if you're already a built house that God is trying to continue to bless, him, maybe he's putting on the side. Or the roof. Whatever that might be. How many of familiar with the book of Jonah? Just go ahead and, and pop up a hand. Okay, a lot of us. So my prayer this morning is that you see it in a whole different light. And I'm not talking like the vegetables, Jonah version. Okay? Austin that. Alright, this is different, real. And Jonah is this case study about us surrendering to God as Lord. It's about looking at him and going, God, what do you want with my life? I'll do it. I just need you to tell me. Like, show up, God, and show up in my life. So that I followed you, but I don't know what that looks like. So please show me. And so if we really belong to God, then we have to ask you. We gotta go, God, what are we to do? What is God's word for you? What has God commanded you? Now, Pastor Chris, not the bridge, but what has God commanded you? What has he told you to do? Either from divine revelation or from the word of God? Either from a voice or from a verse, what has the Lord spoken to you? What does God have for you? What things has God pointed out in your life that He wants you to change? Does God show up and said, We're gonna work on that, buddy, as we build you because you're under construction and you're going, Oh, I'm not ready for that Not yet. Not yet. I believe God wants to be doing it so Jonah is this case study. It's not just about a guy being followed by whale. It's a lot more than the whole story, okay? Jonah is a case study on how often we how we often respond to God. Because how many of us here, come on, all of us, every single one of us when God speaks, we're just like, yep, yeah, Lord, I'll follow you. Oh, yeah, we're good. It's all of us, right? It's like, we're like, uh, sometimes, So... Let's read Jonah here, first few verses. We'll look at Jonah chapter 1. Jonah 1 says this. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But, here we go. Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went aboard and he sailed harshest, to flee from the Lord. We could stop right here for some of us today. God just spoke to God spoke to me one and the other. God is always speaking are just not always. He's always asked word for every single all of us. And so everything in our life needs to be doable for the Lord. Whether it's starting a business, whether it's a business opportunity, whether it's parenting, you know, you don't want your kids to swallow money. are sometimes something, okay? That's a word from the Lord, all right. Finances, she talked about that. How scary it is sometimes. How we got to replace these appliances. What do we do, Lord? I don't know. We got to tie. We got to tie the arm. What do we? Day to day decisions. You need a word from God for your decision. You need that word from God. so Jonah, he runs away from the Lord. In fact, in some versions, it actually says. He free, flees from God's presence. Think about that for a moment. He flees from God's presence. How silly does that sound? Think about it for a moment. He flees from God. How do you? In fact, it says it twice, you can use three verses. It says he runs away from God. Well, you can't run away from God, nor can you flee from his presence. You can't do it. And yet every single one of us, can't do it. And told we, when we sin, when we do something that crushes the heart of God because we sick, we're weird. Okay? You know, I, I sinned, I did something wrong, so I've got to run away from, from an ever-present God. He will catch up. God has the right to tell us whatever He wants, even to ask His people, us, that's you. To do hard things. Here's the deal. Let's unpack this story a little bit. Nobody from all of Israel wanted to go to Nineveh. In fact, Nineveh was this country originated by a guy. You ready for it? By the name of Nimrod. If any of you met your kid Nimrod, I'm going to say it. Okay. I won't come visit you at the hospital. Don't name your kid Nimrod. It's an awful meaning. He was an awful guy in the Don't do it, okay? Some of you have a child. Um, but Nimrod, who loves the city, and this city turns away from the Lord. In fact, they were violent. They overtook other nations. They wanted to destroy every other country around them. They worshiped demon gods, and they told everybody in their country, they said, you can only worship the demon god." You cannot worship Yahweh, the God of the Israelites. You can't worship anything but this demon God. That's it. And so no Israelite wanted to go. And at least three times, biblically, the Ninevites, they tried to destroy Israel, the people of God. They tried to eliminate them from the face of the earth. They didn't want them around any longer. So let's put that in perspective. That's basically like God speaking to you right now and telling you right now, you need to go to Iraq. And you have to have a face-to-face with ISIS and the Taliban and tell them about Jesus. That's, that's the same thing that's happened. I know we give Jonah a bad name, but come on, church, we got to wake up and realize that he's not all that bad. We're Jonah. Okay? In fact, if you go a little deeper, we learn that the Taliban and ISIS are actually grandfathers and grandfathers. But Jonah's like, no way, I'm out! One of the reasons God speaks to us is when we don't want to do something. Have you ever thought about that? When you want to do it and you're, and you're walking in faith and you're like, I know this is what I'm supposed to do, and sometimes you don't hear the voice of God as much. And then when you're doing something you shouldn't, or he wants you to do something that you're not, all of a sudden God's voice shows. You. God was not destiny. In fact, his word, is not within God has to or command any of us to be hard on And if we can be pretty honest with ourselves, we'll be asking this. We'll be really honest. We were in Jonah's place. We were there. God called us to go to the Taliban, go to ISIS, and call the next person. It's really we would be like that guy going, I got it. Give you do this in my life, then I'll go. And we'll be asking how both he called you know, he didn't even come to me in the pastor. He's like, you know, I really don't think this is from the Lord. You know, John, you can come from God. can't running. He is committing to tracking you down. God is committed to tracking you down and saving you. It's His job. That's what He wants. To do. That's God in whom he's serving And he so Jonah is basically saying. This is what he's doing. This is what we do when we obey God's word or what God speaks to us in a divine revelation. What we're ultimately doing is we're saying to God, God, I'm okay with you with, with like these parts of my life, but not with these. Like you can have, you can have this part, but this, uuuh, not right. Really. Don't think, well, it's easy and it's available, so it's gotta be God, right? That's how we getting these things in Dating and non the stealing from an authority. Knowing that to think, well, it's just easy to set up a few more nights. Let me ask you this question. If you believe it, I want you to shout out. Yes. Do you believe God has the right to speak to people? So every area, he can move you wherever you want to. He knew he was gonna be told So God has the right to move you for his mission, no matter how difficult or no matter if it you end up. You might not be where you want to be in life, but you can Take that spiritually physically out. You, want. you might not be where you want to be. But are you heard God has not Let's read on here verse 4 through 10. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. They threw the cargo into the sea to light the ship, but Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into the deep sea. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he'll take notice of us so that we won't perish. Then the sailors said to each other, Come, let us cast lots to find out who's responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, Tell us, who's responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What's your country? From what people are you? He answered, "I'm a Hebrew or an Israelite, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land." This terrified them, and they asked, "What have you done?" They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them. So. God always gets the last He always does. He sends this massive storm, you know, these sailors that they're freaking out. You know, it's a bad storm. If sailors are freaking out, because this is their life. And what do they do? It says they threw the cargo overboard in scripture. What does that actually mean? For them to throw the cargo overboard, it actually means they're taking their profits. Everything that's their life, these sailors throw it over and they say, we want to live, man. We're we're just going to give it. We're going to toss it to the sea. I don't know what's going to happen. You know that they are scared. This is an awful, awful storm. storm, sin, my sin, it always involves other people. What what happened? You notice this. They expected him to pray. They expected Jonah to pray. You know, have you ever been in that place and you're listening to an unbelief situation? You know that the people you pray, you just don't feel comfortable praying, but yet the people you're with feel comfortable with you praying? What does that say about our spiritual church? To ask Jonah. This is say favorite question. What do you do? instant hundred judgments right there. Jonah says, he worships the Lord. Versus he fears the Lord in other translations. He worships the Lord. He fears the Lord. Think for a moment. we we'll Bible study. Is that exactly true? Was he telling the truth right here? No. If he feared the Lord, he would have it. Not he didn't necessarily do that. And here we find him doing what? What is Jonah doing on the boat? He's asleep. wants to sleep. Think about it. this huge storm, most scholars say the reason he's asleep is because of the seasick. Okay? You ever been seasick? And you just want to sleep and die. Right? Okay? So, I've been seasick once. Okay? Some of you know Corey Corey took me up to Mille Lacs in his boat. when we get to the landing at Mille Lacs Lake, and I'm looking out, and it's the like biggest swell I've ever seen. They're like eight to ten feet. And I looked at Corey and I'm like, not oh, too really bad. We can't go today. Hold oh, on. He's like, what are you talking about? I gotta bring my boat. And so we get out there and I was doing okay, but it was like, a boom, boom. And, uh, he had this incredible, amazing, um, sorry, these incredible, um, uh, deer jerky sausages that were so good. But that thing on get the getting of the the on lake. Did not have the way home. Back. Okay, I wanted to sleep or die. And I think that's where Jonah was. Like he's just down there. I just want to go to bed. The sailors, what do they do? What did they do? They didn't pray to the god of Israel. They were kind of like three, two, one. Let's just pray. You pray to whatever god you think. You pray to whatever god you think. You pray to whatever one you think, and we'll see what happens. And nothing happens. Nothing takes place. See, Moses comes. Spiritual. Perfect death. Because the sailors, they didn't understand the love of God. They only understand the first the nation, the the it's that simple, straight on. Verses 17 uh, to verse 11 to 16. The sea was getting rougher and rougher, so they asked him, What should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it's my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to the land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Verse 14. Then they cried out to who now? The, say it with me, the Lord. Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. Do not hold us accountable for killing an innocent man. For you, Lord, have done as you please. Then they took Jonah, they threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. At this the men greatly feared the Lord, and they offered a sacrifice to the Lord and made vows to him. i want to watch not you to watch Take me. No, but it's your will. And that's my poor. For me, Paul. Here he is in the middle of the sea. Being tossed. And that's taking me. Stillers I The out. to the real God this time. They realize that this is the real God. The men fear the Lord. And they toss Jonah. They get rid of some of us wrongly believe that easy things come from God and it's the hard things that come from God. Sometimes hard things come from God. I want you to get this one concept right here, right now. If you don't remember anything else. Remember this: nothing will change in the storm you're in until you see it, it won't change. Nothing ever changes. The, the, the initial reaction of the sailors is to try to be in control, try to row against the way of the Lord. And when we try to go against what God wants to do in our life, guess what? It sucks. It's awful. It's overwhelming. You're doing all this work, nothing. Like, I'm not getting anywhere. I don't know what to do. Because we're going against the will of the Lord and what He has for us in our lives. God wants every single one of us to reach this place of surrendering. And can I just say this? That's a scary word. It's really scary because it means you give up your rights. When you surrender, though, what happens is you say, I'm all in, God. Whatever you say, whatever you do, whatever you tell me, wherever you send me, if you're sending me to ISIS, I'll go. God, if you're sending me to plant the church in St. Francis, I'll go. God, if you call me into the full-time ministry, I'll go. God, if you call me to be a missionary, I'll I'll go. God, if I'm eighty years old and you have a plan for me in some other country, I'll go. God, I'm only twelve years old and I don't know how to do this, God, but if you speak, I'll go. And you know what happens when that takes place? We stop asking the question, why? Trust. I'm not gonna ask why I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna surrender my ways and I'm gonna follow you all the days of my life. Now let me read one more verse, and I'll invite our worship team Verse 17. Last verse of chapter 1. It's a transitional verse in the whole story of all four chapters of Jonah. It says this. Now the Lord provided a huge, say it with me, a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Now some of us are just as, as bad as we are with Noah's Ark in the nursery. We paint the giant whale and Jonah in a nursery. Going, it's beautiful pictorial of what's in the Bible. Um, okay, that's sick, that's sick, all right? Okay, if you think about the story, you know, we always think of a whale. Well, this fish, it's not a whale. We don't know that for sure. The fish represents God pursuing Jonah. Okay, grace, that's what grace, not getting what we deserve, where God pursues the sinner. You might think, well, I'm seeking him, I'm seeking him a little bit, well, kind of, a maybe, I'm seeking him a God is always seeking you. He's not receiving you. And so let me ask this, this whole story here, to close Let me ask you a million dollar question. And just be brutally honest. Brutally honest. How many of you have ever wondered this question? So hey, come on. How many of you ever, like, could this really happen? God, yeah, this is not all about beer. No. a fish falling something. You know, I don't hear about that. I, I, just, you know, it's been made, I, I never saw it. So you know that You know, is it an allegory? about the slums of life? Was it a was it fact? It's just to get us to understand meaning. If it actually did happen, if it really did happen. We call this a miracle. We don't call this a miracle. It's a miracle. Right, this is out of the norm. So what we have to do is also to talk about is so we have a Bible. To do that. We have a Bible. We have Chapter twelve. It says this word is Jonah. These are Jesus' words. Jonah was three days and three nights of in, in Jesus' body to some To the Son of Man, three days and three nights of the Lord. men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment of this generation, and them, and then they, preaching to Jonah. And now, some traitor. Jesus said to we have a couple of realizations. Either Jesus was a liar, or he was a lunatic. Well, those are But I believe Jesus is the greater Jonah. Let me explain why, as our team sets up. Stay, stay with me as this is enough. Jesus believes in Jonah. Every scripture within the Word of God, Old Testament and New Testament. It's not a bunch of stories. It's not 66 books of the Bible. It's not all of these different things. It's, it's one, I call it a meta narrative. It's one thing. Coming together to demonstrate to Jesus is. Everything states Jesus. And even the book of Jonah is about Jesus. Jesus is at the center of the entire word of God. All 66 Bible books. See, the word of God came to Jonah. But Jesus came as the word. Jonah ran from God's presence. Jesus came to bring the Lord's presence. See, Jonah, he was a sinner. Yeah, he ran from God. Jesus is the God who runs after sinners. Jonah came as a Hebrew. He's a Hebrew sinner. Jesus is a Hebrew sinner. Jonah slept you know, in a storm on the boat. He was overwhelmed. He slept each Jonah could not command a storm to calm Jesus. Jonah thrown into the sea to appease the wrath of God. Jesus to appease the wrath of God. Because pagans sought to save Jonah's life. Pagans sought to end Jesus' life. Because of Jonah some were saved from one nation. from The nation of Nineveh as we read about next week. Because of Jesus, though, the multitude are saved by the nation. The nation. Jonah was in the belly of the fish. Jesus was in the grave. And the last thing here is Jonah needed a Savior. Mm-hmm. Jesus is part of the sea. He's part of the sea. He's right there. Christ. He's right with the unruly opportunity. Stand here. Just out, out across the room just for a moment. Just close your eyes for a second. Would you do this? And I just want to ask that you you know what? I'm here this morning, and it doesn't have to be my word, it can't be the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer. It's like God has been speaking to and God is speaking to you. This morning, more, whether you're a Christian or whether you're new to the faith, mm-hmm. we know that God's calling you to surrender to Him this morning. That's all you're going to want. So I want to ask you to condemnation with the grace of your God. I don't want to pray for you. I want to take that old steps. I surrender to God. Wherever you lead me, I will go. Mm-hmm. 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 That's it. Ready to surrender.